Welcome back to the Garden of Glass podcast presented by the Hope Farm. I'm your host, Bentley Evans, and today I have the owners of Nova Espresso out of Mobile, uh, Tim Gotro and Matt Morse. Appreciate y'all being here. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. So we're only missing Claire. She uh, she had to stay with the kiddos, huh? Yep. Well, shout out to her. She's an integral part of this as well. Very. Big time. <laughs> so uh, I guess we could start. Tim, just give me kind of um, your background, um, and, and you can include Claire in this if you want, um, and just kind of kind of what brought you to Mobile and, and Nova. Yeah. Uh, we're both originally from Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, we kind of lived in a few different places, but not to fast forward like a ton, but to get to the point. Yeah. Uh, spent probably our most formative years in Dallas, Texas, um, which exposed us both to really cool small businesses and startups and hospitality concepts from, you know, hotels to coffee shops that uh, inspired, you know, probably the bulk of what we'll talk about. But... uh yeah. I've lived in Mobile three times now. Okay. <laughs> um, and this one seems like the the final stint, the most permanent. There you go. Um, stay here. And uh, we've got two kids, an almost five-year-old coming up in June, our daughter Violet, and a two-and-a-half-year-old little boy, nice. Fitz. And, uh, yeah. What about you, Matt? Uh, well, I'm originally from the Chicagoland area, okay. uh, so suburb of Woodstock, Illinois. Um, <clears throat> spent my formative years there, obviously, and then went to the University of Illinois. Okay, uh, studied finance, actually. Nice. Uh, so I'll get into that a little bit, but so I had a life in finance for 12 years. Uh, after college, I moved to New Orleans. I kind of fell in love with the Gulf Coast, um, especially New Orleans, but right uh, the Gulf Course, Gulf Coast. Golf course. Golf course. I was, you I was do going love straight, the golf course. straight to the golf course. <laughs> yeah. um, the Gulf Coast. Uh, so I lived in New Orleans for two years. I moved to St. Louis. Okay. I was in St. Louis for seven years. In Jacksonville, Florida uh, for two years. I've been here for three years. Okay. Um, so I've got a wife, Ashley. Uh, she is a chemical engineer. Nice. Super smart. Um, and then I have two kids, Owen and Hayes, two boys. Exact same age as Tim and Claire's kids. So, oh, nice. Uh, we've got a lot in common there. So, five-year-old, and he'll be three in July. Little yeah. guy, Hayes. So. I'm rocking the two-year-old and, and, and ten or 12-week-old, so mm. I'm a little behind. But, yeah. But, uh, both We're all boys. in the thick of it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. It's a game-changer when you're owning your own business. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um, well, I'm going to take this time to introduce the cocktail for the episode. Um it is Cafe Esperanza is the name of it, which means like cafe or coffee, hope coffee or something like that. Uh, it's 1.5 ounces of Grey Goose, a uh, half ounce of Kahlua, three-fourths ounce of espresso, which is Nova espresso, and a uh, half ounce of Coco Lopez, which is a coconut cream. You shake it, pour it over pebble ice in a mason jar, and drink it. Cheers. Cheers. It's delicious. All right. All right, so let's jump into kind of uh, <laughs> the uh, the inception story here. So, um, kind of, I guess we'll start with Nova Espresso, the downtown coffee location. Um, kind of, how did that come about? Um, I, I, did y'all meet and start this together, or did you meet him after the fact? So it was you and Claire that started Nova Espresso, right? Yep. I'll let you take it from yep. there. Um, yeah. So Nova Espresso. Uh, we started February 2019, okay. so we were a little into our fourth year. Um, gosh, it really started, like I mentioned in the intro, like living in Dallas, we were privileged to, to just have a ton of coffee shops and, you know, at our disposal, whereas here on the Gulf Coast, we do not. Right. Um, and it, it started like it, it was a, a long process of just um being patrons of these shops in Texas and you know really enjoying the community surrounding surrounding craft coffee and uh made some really awesome relationships and in, in the kind of coffee community that um 
spiraled into an at-home hobby gotcha. with, you know, equipment that's way too expensive <laughs> for your, your home kitchen. Right. Um, that kind of gave us this idea that, you know, we could maybe do something like that in opening our own shop. Um, and 2018, we came to Mobile for a wedding okay. and had some extra time that we were just driving around, had not considered Mobile as an option to, to do <laughs> this idea of opening our own shop right. until kind of seeing how far downtown had come since the last time we had visited. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it seemed in a way safe, not as a slight, but like, you know, yeah, not as many things going on to, <laughs> to get judged hardcore, like Yelp and, you know, <laughs> right. these guys suck. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, we, we went back to Dallas, thought about it a lot more. It felt right. Um, we were really inspired by Shalur, uh, Christian and Courtney. They, you know, we, we say this a lot and have told them a lot, like they pioneered third wave coffee yeah. in Mobile. Yeah. And we're like, man, you know, it's possible. And, uh, yeah, just kind of started putting the pieces together. Um, the spot that we're in, we were negotiating a bit of that while still living in Texas. So nice. it was still like, you know, we got to make this giant move back to what we call home now and, you know, how those details are going to pan out. So uh, fast forwarding, you know, took the leap, had about... I don't know, six to eight months of construction. Right. And so we uh, we were just popping up everywhere. We had a little espresso machine and, I mean, like <laughs> literally anybody that would have us. Yeah. We were just trying to get our name out there. Yeah. And which today we talk about like that was not intentional from the beginning, but so beneficial to our initial success just because we had, we had already built you know, quite a following right? just through social media and being able to serve our product. And, you know, when we opened our doors, people were like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's there's so many layers to it, as you know, just thinking about three years going through a pandemic, like oh, yeah. but that's the origin story of just really, you know, a desire for community yeah. just to have a space like we always say, you know, Nova is an extension of our home. Yeah. Um, and as philosophical as the food industry, food and beverage, beverage industry is, you know, you might make a cocktail or something that you think is really good. And somebody's like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. We kind of just hung our hat on, like, this is the way that we like coffee and we want to invite you in and we hope you enjoy it too. Right. And, uh, yeah. And in retrospect, it's been so cool. Just the, the people that we've met, you know, yep. the, the people that work with us that, have been with us since the beginning and watching like their whole community literally shape around what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we've got weddings internally happening, empl employees that are getting married that like all of the people in their weddings have stemmed from of it. Yeah. people that they've just met in the shop yeah. or like worked with. So, you know, that was the heart behind it. And uh, it's been really cool to, sometimes it feels very third person. And I know Claire would say the same thing. It's just like an an extension of you like we're not we're not the type of people that are wrapped into it like from sure. an identity perspective so it feels very like an extension of you that's just kind of taken shape and you know that's cool uh seems to be very appreciated in our yeah absolutely our little area so i think y'all have done a good job and yeah, like you said just kind of being yourself and putting that out there and if people like it they like it if they don't yeah. they don't but, yeah but you can hang your hat on that for sure and i can probably like intro the next yeah. part just because like two years in Matt uh, was uh, I guess it was Ashley that was being relocated for a job right yeah I mean it was it was basically three months into Nova being open yeah we moved to Mobile do you want me to take over or you want to keep talking well just <laughs> just the fact that like you know yeah. as as that community has grown Matt who is now our business partner and yeah. we've got you know, roasting and front yard tacos and Nova market, like him being a vital piece to that was just, I guess, a part of us opening Nova downtown, like mm -hmm. having that 
communal availability for somebody that's coming in from out of state to be like, oh, this is the type of coffee I'm looking for. Right. We make relationship and, you know, golfing buddies. Yep. And now we're in the thick of it. Yeah. Well, it's probably good to, you know, find somebody that shares the same values and has, you know, another, has a value set that maybe you didn't have that adds to, you know, everything you're doing and then you're able to expand on that brand like y'all have. Yep. Um, cool. So I guess seven back. So how did y'all, when you, when you decided, where did you decide on Nova? Where'd that name come from? And then also kind of, kind of how did that lead into the branding for it? Uh, so the real story is we, we were still in Texas. I was watching Peaky Blinders. Nice. And I think it's like season two. There's, there's reference to like Nova Scotia, which like Gotro is French. There's a lot of French Canadian like there's there's a whole lot there and I have like my great grandfather migrated from Nova Scotia so I was like nice that could be like a sentimental like that's kind of cool Nova yeah and then looking up the word it just means new and throughout our branding we've played into a lot of like the star type you know the galaxy gotcha. feel of it where like a supernova is a star that gets as bright as it's possibly going to get and then it returns to its natural state which was kind of like you know, another layer to like, we went away, now we're coming back. And so it's just a truly just a fun word. And then looking into it was like, no, that works. (laughs) Um, We've had a lot of fun with the branding. Um, But yeah, I think you've done a good job with it. Um, So as far as um, before, I guess before Matt gets in to the picture, um, the experience that y'all kind of had that you wanted to deliver obviously it was something that you didn't find down here originally other than you know Shalor, like you mm-hmm. said um what was that experience like that you wanted the guests to have when they were coming in to get coffee i mean you said you, know, you kind of wanted it to be like a an extension of your family or or you know maybe like a home away from home or something like that you know what was that what was that experience that y'all were going for i mean i think we felt <clears throat> like we were going to come in and offer something different and we've said for you know since we started, like we want to give the people of Mobile, like we want to give our, our customers something that they didn't know they wanted. Right. Um, Cause in the South, you know, there's kind of a stigma of how coffee is, should be brewed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having a different approach, it, it was just quality consistency. Um, you know, we see a lot that like good customer service, like, genuine customer service covers a multitude of sins absolutely like you know you can have a mediocre product and people will remember the way that you made them feel um which i mean we we feel like we have a good product so that's a bonus right but you know really just having that as a top priority of like we want to have people come in have a genuine experience to to feel like they're seen um and you know, leave with a, with a solid coffee. I think you deliver on it. Every time I go in there, I feel that way. Cool. Um, and, and I, I don't know anyone in there personally either. And so it's, you know, even the first time I even came in, it, it felt that way. So I think y'all are doing a great job at that. Um, so insert Matt, what was the, um, did y'all, y'all didn't know each other before? So how did, what was the, what was the initial <laughs> conversation? How did this spark up? Well, I remember the first time I met Tim and Claire, uh, we were visiting Mobile, to find a house. Okay. And uh, I, I mean, to be completely transparent, I did not want to move to Mobile. Like that, was, <laughs> that was not in my life right. plans or goals, uh, which I think yeah, I'm glad I was wrong. Sure. Um, but so I was, I was trying to find home, I think, in Mobile. We were going to move. We were supporting, you know, my wife's career. She wanted to change to this site that's in Macintosh. Okay. Um, was with the same company, just took a transfer gotcha and uh i was working for amazon at the time and uh remote job so it didn't matter really where i was sure and so i remember uh it was would have been in april of 2019 i walked into nova and i remember telling ashley like okay yeah, i can live here yeah like it was it was one of those <laughs> things where it was i found my and it was so quick too right yeah. it was like i mean i've lived in some bigger cities and have always been kind of a coffee nerd so when I, when I see a coffee menu that doesn't have sizes on it, I'm like, all right, 
found my spot. Right? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. There's a cortado, there's a cappuccino, no, no like sizes of those things. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is my kind of coffee. Right. Step one. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a conversation with them and I think we were there for probably, it was meant to be just to stop in and get coffee. And we chatted for probably 15, 30 minutes, just about like looking for a house. Here's where we're moving from. And, yeah. um, you know, at the time, I think Tim and Claire were pretty much holding the place down. I don't even know that there were other employees at the time. Um, <laughs> and so we, we met early on in their at least brick-and-mortar experience. Yeah. Um, and then I became a regular uh, because I was working remote, drinking a lot of coffee. Uh, that was my spot. Yeah, so man. I was there all the time. Uh, and so I'm not a particularly shy person, neither is Tim, so... <laughs> I would walk up to the machine and he'd be making drinks and I would just stand there. And the next thing you know, like a couple hours go by and we're just still chatting. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think I wore, a, he wore a golf hat in one day and I was like, Oh, you golf. And it's like, all right, <laughs> now there's a whole other layer to this thing. And, uh, right. you know, the first couple of dates were awkward, but, um, <laughs> sure, but, sure. Uh, but we, be, we became really close, uh, both in the shop with me spending so much time there as well as on the golf course. The golf course is a great place. Um, to develop relationships, uh, especially if you're, you know, we're not, neither of us are uppity about it at all. Right. Um, very, very low key. In fact, like want to invite people into the golf community and yeah. we have friends that want us to take them golfing, but, um, even though they've never golfed before, but yeah. it's a even great if you place. Suck. Yeah. Even if you suck, yeah. it's not about that, right? It's right. about, uh, the conversation and spending yep. four hours in nature and, um, both internal, con you know, contemplation as well as sure. working things out uh, with people. So Tim got to hear all my, you know, all the stuff underneath in terms of, you know, I don't know that I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I was going through, took a leave of absence from work. And um, anyways, we kind of came to the conclusion. Eventually, we'd come up with ideas in the shop and it was like, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. And eventually, I, you know, Tim called me one day and he was like, you know, if you want to do this, like we can do this. Yeah. Like we can, we can be partners in this, whether it's growing Nova as a brand or going into like a wholesale roasting operation, yep. um, you know, food program, etc. So there, yeah. we have a lot of big ideas. Uh, hopefully we can get into today, but yeah. um, past, you know, coffee and food and just hospitality in general. So gotcha. we share a lot of the same values, but have complementary skills, right. I would say. Um, so, yeah. That's a that's a special relationship there. If you, you know, it is you share all of those things, it's kind of like you're like we got to go do something. Yeah, together. no, it was just yeah. it just made so much sense. Right, um, and we became friends outside of the shop and kids right. being the same age and yeah, you know, it was just perfect. Yeah, yeah, worked out really well. So, so you came on and and expanding the brand. I mean, for 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 you and and Claire Tim um, was expanding the brand always part of the plan or was it was it always going to be you know originally was it just going to be espresso or did you ever have the market as a as something in your in your you know future yeah I think inevitably I, I don't know that we had like we had honed in on what that was because I think you know that can sound like can sound kind of weird to be like oh this was just a stepping stone but right. I think the premise of what we're still doing was the priority from day one. And I think through that, you know, your hobbies and interests kind of spill into, well, you know, maybe we could try this. And I think, right. Yeah. It was just, I, I think sometimes, you know, again, I feel like a lot of this is hindsight while we do look forward a lot. It's just like crazy to see how it all panned out in a, in a short amount of time that like uh yeah the market was always a conversation yeah and good tacos was always a conversation yeah and really just good food in general that you know it it kind of seems that like the things that we like yeah um and we said this too like i want to open businesses that i would be a customer of right to almost share that experience of like exactly. you know if i would go and spend money at this place like not there yet right or at least the version of what we would do sure, you know not sure. that we have it figured out or we're going to do it the right way but like um building upon what we have seems almost like a obligation yeah. of like man mobile really can be exciting and it is and i think it's a place that a lot of people have looked over like right. it's just been like oh you know 
I think our tagline is like perpetual potential, which just seems like I like it. Yeah, like yeah. you know, let's see some of that potential play out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think to answer your question, like we sort of saw it. I don't think we went into it with the game plan of like we're gonna do front yard tacos and we're gonna do no. It was just like right. let's just see kind of how this plays out, right. and there's just been really good opportunity to to pursue those. Do you think like Matt Matt coming along escalated that process? Yeah, I was thinking about that as he was answering it for <laughs> sure. Um, and and Matt came in like at the perfect time. Um, and I've told him this, but now I'm gonna be on record telling him that like <laughs> on record. Just his his finance background was something that's like QuickBooks does not bring me joy. <laughs> like whatsoever I can sit and dream up a new idea but like when I have to do any kind of bookkeeping or accounting I'm like uh right so Matt uh he doesn't do this but I like to say that he makes spreadsheets for fun for the uh, record I do not enjoy QuickBooks either. <laughs> but he's uh, really good at it which is why I left my career right like that was the thing right. I think you realize yeah. at some point like just because you're good at something doesn't mean you enjoy it now I agree completely but you know doesn't mean I can't keep doing it right and it's for something I'm more interested and invested in. So it's it's a bit more rewarding when I yeah, you know, can look bit. at numbers and build spreadsheets and stuff. And it's like a real problem right. uh, that we're facing. Affects your dollars affects in your pocket. Dollars, yeah. Right? Yeah. Affects, yeah. Well, it was like right at, with. Right at COVID, um, there was a restaurant downtown that was providing food for us. And they they pretty much shut down like entirely. And we were left like with no option. Right. And you know, if you were operating during COVID, like you got scrappy, it didn't, you were oh, like, yeah. we're going to figure it out. Oh yeah. And so, um, Claire was doing a lot of baking up at the shop. Like, like literally we were just figuring it out, grab and go tacos. Like, you know, we're going to give some option right. and just see what happens. And it was right around that time that, uh, we were talking seriously about like, Maybe we could acquire like a food truck or something to, yeah. you know, make this official, put feelers out for somebody that could make it happen. And then I, th I feel like Matt was like in sync with those conversations yeah. that just like from there, it was, right. it's kind of a blur. Like we just jumped into all of it. So was I that was there so much. It was like, yeah, whether I was part of hey, the team or you, not. What do you was, think about this? Yeah, we were, we were talking <laughs> right. about it. So. All right. So Front Yard Tacos started in October 2020. And... The, you know, obviously it was in the middle of COVID. So what was the original, I mean, obviously that was kind of uh you, you were adding on to your existing business in the middle of a pandemic where people were going crazy, were uncertain about the future. You know, what was, what was that process like? Well, so we started, so we started doing pop-ups in October of 2020. I would say Front Yard, Front Yard didn't became, become like a thing or a name until February 2021 we bought the we bought the actual truck in january okay um so i think like we knew it was going down that path like we were looking for options looking for for food trucks yeah um and found a company out of huntsville um that we got the truck from nice um but yeah i mean i, th I think so it start, started in october we started kept doing pop-ups for a while all through the spring yeah, the, the truck was just sitting there in the back of the shop for a <laughs> well, while, collecting some I dust. Think in the timeline, it's like it's it's blurry just because it was so organic. Like we yeah. were like the the love of breakfast tacos was like way before that. Yeah. Then we're, we find ourselves doing these pop ups under a tent, all under the premise of like, you know, we need to be safe. Like we need right. to let's keep it outside. Let's make yeah. it very like, you know. You're not sitting down at a table like it's pretty, you know, right. it's, it's not invasive. Right, right, right. Um, so that's that's kind of cool, like, to think back on how it just progressed. And then even with the truck in mind was, like, food truck. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just going to walk up to it, get your food, leave. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of very COVID friendly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, and even just, like, like, doing pop-ups in front of the shop. We're just thinking of Mobile, like... You know, there's a lot that happens in a front yard. And I think we were throwing around random stuff. We were all dancing around the name. And yeah. Matt was like, front yard. And I, I was like, it. duh. Because <laughs> we've it. got a good front yard at yeah. at Nova. Yeah. Um, and it just stuck. And, 
you know, the branding for that concept is super cool. Yep. Um, which I think it just perpetuated a lot of what the market was already going to be. Sure. Like those ideas were just, again, very organically happening to where like when we're making decisions on things, it just stemmed from every piece to the puzzle that sure. it was like one cohesive brand. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love the name front yard. It, it means so much to me. Like I, I think it, uh, it, for me, it was about mobile in general, right? Like I remember we live on Reed Avenue in, in mobile okay, in yeah. midtown mm-hmm. and, uh, we had trouble finding a house when we moved here and it was like, we drove down that street that day and there was a crawfish boil happening in one front yard. There was people hanging out in, in the front yard on the front porch. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is what I like. This cool. is what I like about Mobile. It's, yeah. you know, you, you can go hide in your backyard. Right. If you're in the front yard, like, you're ready to party. Yeah. You're, you're ready for people to walk up. You don't, you know. Sure, yeah. You're inviting people in, right? And I think it's, it just is consistent with um, everything that Nova was too, right? Yeah. Inclusive. Right. Make you feel at home. Um you know, I think the Nova brands maybe like a little bit more formal and front yards a bit more like let your hair down. Right. right. Um, bit more, bit more of a party, which is a bit more me too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it is funny to think back at like how that progressed from, from pop-ups to buying the equipment for the truck. Um, yeah, it all happened so organically. It's hard to even think of time. But, and I, f- I feel like Front Yard kind of has its own identity, as sure. you know, aside from Nova. Like, it's obviously yeah. right there on the property. It's, you know, it was all stemmed from that, but I feel like it has its own identity for sure. Most people don't think they're worth, that it's the same owner. Right. Uh, we get that a lot. Like, I'll say, like, oh, yeah, we have a food truck at, you know, downtown. And they're yeah. like, oh, that's y'all too? Like, yep. <laughs> like it's, it's, it is different, but it feels right. I think like it's it complimentary. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think it works really well. And I, I loved uh, being able to supply some mushrooms every now and then oh, for man. some specials. We'll do that again too. Yeah, we'll have so to. good. Collaborations are always fun. Yeah. So it was, so obviously front yard tacos was Nova market in already kind of in the works during this process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the build out just took so long. Right. I mean, it, it was another thing that, uh, it's a gamble. I mean, it, it felt very much like, uh, maybe how day traders feel when, you know, they're taking a risk on a volatile <laughs> market because it's yeah. like, we don't know what's going to happen. And the grocery component to Nova Market kind of like we really leaned in on that just because we heard the words essential business like over and over. Right. These businesses can stay open if you're yeah. selling toilet paper and whatever. <laughs> right. And we learned that coffee was very essential. Yeah. You know, I think I can confidently say that coffee is pandemic proof. People will still drink coffee if that happens again. For sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny that like, because the construction, the project took so long, Nova market was like, we were we were well on the way to that concept even before front yard. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like looking back, it was it was a bit of a blessing in disguise to be able to vet like yep. a food program, get some more time under our belt with Nova Downtown, build our team, um, even just the language of you know having another location and what that would look like. It was like. You know, while it while it was frustrating at times, I think it was valuable time to to prepare all, like ourselves yeah. and our team for what was ahead. Yeah, doing the food component definitely changes the game completely. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different animal. Yeah. Um. So hiring employees. Um. Uh, so you started out. It was you and Claire kind of rocking it out in in, in the the uh, coffee location. Kind of what is y'all's process been on hiring people um obviously you probably have you know your values and things that you kind of look for in people and in these positions but kind of what, what does that process look like for you as an entrepreneur and owner business owner um i can say it's changed as we've grown uh but i think one value that's consistent is just bringing on people that are obviously you know passionate individuals yeah to, to start with, like, I feel like everybody on our team is intricately unique in their own hobbies, you know, their presentation of themselves. And I think that it complements 
our brand and what we're doing. Um, but I think we, we just look for people that um, really are bought into making a difference in Mobile. Right. Like, I think being a part of a company that's, you know, hopefully when it's all said and done, made a difference in, in our city. Yeah. Um, and it shows just in the tenure, like our, our first and original employee still works with us. And pretty much everybody, uh, in, unless you've come on because of a, like the market or a new concept has been with us right. since the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think retention speaks volumes, you know, yeah. as far as company culture goes. Um, yeah. So how, how old are you? 35. And you are? 34. I'll be 35 in June. Okay. So y'all are the same age. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I've said this in the past podcast. I think, you know, our kind of age group, it, company culture is such a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. And especially for these types of like unique businesses that, you know, y'all have started and, and kind of we're doing that we're kind of doing something off the beaten path a little bit, changing it up. We got multiple facets to what we're doing um, and then attracting people that you want to work with that want to, you know, come to work that have that passion mm-hmm. that they can buy into what you're doing because of how you're running the, the place. I think it's, it's crucial for sure. I think being like leaders in the community, right? Like trying to raise the bar for, for hospitality. Yeah. I know, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Danny Myers setting the table, Yeah, the book, mm-hmm. uh, he has a whole chapter in there about like a 51 percenter, right? Yeah. Like it's always better to have, uh, kind of have that hospitable nature about you. Right. It's, I can, I can take that and I can run with it. Yep. Right. The skill is 49% of the, of the equation. Right. It's obviously important, but, uh, what's slightly more important is, do you want, do you want to be here? Do you want to provide an environment for people that they want to come into? Yep. You know, we want, we don't want anybody to work for us that doesn't want to be there. Sure. Right. I think that's, that is so important yep. as we continue to hire and, and grow. And I think it's just, yeah, do you have that hospitable nature? Yep. Especially if you're kind of front of house, forward facing, right? Like right. I think we, you have to have that and it has to be innate. Like yep. I can't teach you that. Yep. You have to want to be the host of the party in some right. ways, right? Absolutely. Um, especially when you start serving beer, wine, you know, dinner service. People are coming there for kind of a release, a cathartic, you know, moment. Yep. And so finding people that have that and share that value of like, yeah, I'm here to have a good time. I'm at work. Yeah. yeah, yeah But right. if I have a beer while I'm doing it and I'm having a good conversation with a customer, like that's great. That's yeah. a good experience for everybody. I agree. Um, so finding people that have that in them innately, right. Or at least think they do. Right. What do you think the, the key, the, the, the number one key to your employee retention has been, what do you think it is that people, that people gravitate towards? I mean, it, if you're self-aware in the slightest, like it's a hard question to answer because you don't want to think that you've like done something. Like yeah, figure it out. Yeah, somebody that works with us is gonna listen to this. Yeah, yeah, They're for gonna sure. Be like, you're like, not, not that it. cool, <laughs> um, and I know that. But I think, I think we've done a good job of like saying that I'm not gonna ask you to do anything that number one I'm not willing to do or haven't done. Yep. And not as like a, I'm not like holding that over your head, but it's more of like, I'm in this with you. Um, And it is that feeling of like, just the ultimate commitment for us as owners. Like, you know, we always say like, there's not another plan. There's no plan B outside of this. So, you know, it's got to work. And I think our team feels that. Like they know that we're, we are very much behind the bar making coffee and you know if there's something that we don't know we're really quick to you know saying like i don't know the answer to this but we can figure it out you know we always say you know solutions not problems and if you've got a problem let's find a solution so i think like hopefully we're creating an environment and then you know i think if if you were able to interview some people that work with us, they would vouch for the fact that like, you know, we hit opposition. Yeah. We're not going to be like, you know, figure it out. You're on your own. It's like, okay, right. Let's, let's figure this out. Or, you know, and, and that goes for both. Like we're there to celebrate 
the big wins, whatever the like record days of business or like, yeah. you know, pulling off an event or whatever that is, like we're right there in the thick of it with our team. And I think that feels rewarding. Like, I think we've all worked jobs where you kind of feel like you're on an island. Yep. And uh, that's not what we're creating. We're not trying to like, you know, build some business that's going to ultimately be like, like a legacy or retirement venture. Right. It's like, no, we're, these are passion projects. Yep. Like we're, we're in it to. In it. Yeah. 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 I, would, I agree. I would say the two things I would add to that is, and maybe a form of it that you've already said is authenticity, right? Like mm-hmm. I think we are genuinely ourselves <laughs> and I don't think we put on a face for really anybody. Yeah. Um, and I think our team sees that and appreciates that. And, um, and then the promise for, for growth, I think, uh, they see, they see that they see that we're trying to build something, right. um, that we're not trying to like create something and then kind of stay stagnant. Like we're yep. continuously yeah. pushing the bar. Right. Uh, I mentioned cinder blocks earlier, like we're yeah. trying to build an outdoor area in front of market, like, nice. and I'm out there sweating and moving <laughs> bricks around with Claire. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, hope, you know, it's all hopefully right. As Tim said, I'm not saying we figured this out. This is what I hope is is <laughs> kind of communicated, but right. through action, right? Yeah. Like they can see us that so we're we're in it, we're authentic in that, and that we're trying to grow, and yeah. we want everyone that's on the team to grow with us. Yeah, um, I think authenticity, so. and then like you said, no plan B. Yeah, like you know, we're in this. Like, there's yep. no other option. There's yep. no fail here. Yep. You know, and I think people, if they see that and they see that you're invested in it, it's not just a side thing, sure. or, or you have, you know, looking for your way out of as, as soon as you can. Yep. People buy into that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's crucial. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, roasting your own coffee. So obviously I would assume that was part of the plan as well. Oh, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I assumed wrong. All right. So tell me, how did you find yourself roasting coffee? Pandemic. Okay. Really? Like, and I think we'll look back one day and see how like valuable that year was. Yeah. Well, I mean, really two years, but in like 2020 was just, we were scrapping um, to where that no plan B really kicked in, right? (laughs) One year in. Um, No, there was a company that, uh, that has truly made uh, roasting for small cafes really easy. Okay. Um, It's a zero emissions, um, pretty compact setup. You're roasting in five pound batches. They're not cheap, but, they're a small business. So during that year, they were making it pretty, you know, a sweet deal for sure. for shops like Nova to like, hey, get in on this. And, you know, I think you'll really see the benefit when we're in the middle of a pandemic that your customers would love to, you know, buy coffee that you're roasting. It's yep. it's just a different avenue of, of business. And, you know, we had said from the beginning, like, there's so many people roasting phenomenal coffee. Like, uh one of the examples that I use, it's like, it's kind of like buying the best cut of meat. Like, you know, you may grill it to perfection. Well, you know, I could take it home and put it in the microwave and completely (laughs) screw it up. Like sourcing green coffee and roasting it is all very relative. Like, and now as a roasting company as well, we try to do the best job with the product that we source. And uh, the company that, you know, makes these roasters, like it, it made it easy to kind of get in, uh, the roasting game and um so we did that was like a a big leap into the unknown and um gosh this timeline is going to be skewed too but i think <laughs> this is all around like front yard pop-ups yeah mats in the mix um we had an opportunity to expand that side of the business and buy a bigger roaster and we did nice. and uh that's i mean you might have more questions to it and and I don't know, I don't know if you want to add to it, but that's like a part of our business. That's like really untouched, like has so much potential that like we're in a lot of cafes and we're, you know, subscriptions. Like a lot of people are drinking the coffee that we roast, obviously the The farm. farm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and we love that, but it still feels like, you know, at some point soon we're going to be able to, jump in still untapped give it, potential. Yeah, yeah give it the attention that it needs and and uh see where it goes but it's been a lot of fun yeah i would say it just hasn't had like an active sales department right right meaning like that would be 
Tim or I or, right. or Piper who does uh, all the roasting for us on our team. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that day will come. And, like, that was the vision, right, to expand roasting, yeah. not only to supply our own cafes, but to put it out in the community or put it out into another market. Like, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm i constantly, and I've told Tim this, and, you know, to be a part of it now is a, is just humbling, but I think, like, I go to other cities. I travel quite a bit, and I'll go. I go to top-notch cafes, and I'm like, "Man, I, I can't beat a Nova Cappuccino, <laughs> like a Nova Nova Cortado. Like right. it's the the product is just excellent." And um, I, I think I've drank enough coffee that I can say that with confidence, and I know Tim has too. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to get that out yeah. in the market and kind of push the gas on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, what was the process there? I mean, if it wasn't part of the original plan, then obviously there was some education that you mm-hmm. had to go through to, like, learn that. What was that yeah. like? No, I think just just going back to that time in Dallas, like, Claire and I just had so many good coffee experiences that it kind of, like, you know, it's like educating with anything, whether it's wine or bourbon. Like, you reach a point where you're like, this is good. I don't know why it's good. Yeah. Um, but I know it's better than what I've had. And then you go into that deep dive of trying to understand why. Yeah. And I think that's what getting into coffee for us was. And roasting was a layer of that, that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we know we have a general idea of the components required to roast a good cup of coffee. Right. And with a ton of help, obviously, like, you know, we're, we're at the point now with Nova having like a following where we're able to do like, some consulting on coffee and I'm like, yeah. it's complete imposter syndrome. Right? <laughs> Where you're like, you're answering questions that you're like, I don't know that I'm qualified to answer this question. <laughs> and it's all through just people that are like mentors and close friends that pick up the phone when you're like, Hey, what do I do when this happens or whatever? Right. So like, yeah, I mean, if, if Aldi were to ever listen to this, like a shout out, my friend, Jonathan Aldridge, he's, he's in Texas with uh, Houndstooth Coffee there all over Austin and Dallas. And uh, Tweed is the roasting company. Like, he's been a lifeline for me. So I I think you just got to have those people. Like, when you don't know, like, you're asking, like, obviously you had to know. Like, no, I didn't, but I knew people (laughs) uh, that could kind of navigate me through it. And it was just, you know, call it a shortcut to get to the point to where it's like, no, we really like this. And like Matt said, like, we've got a, a decent sized team now that also travels and they're like, you know, going to some cafes and it's like, no, my, my stuff at home, like Nova is, it's good. It, it holds up. Like it's right. one of the best. And so that's, you put that in your back pocket Absolutely. and it keeps you going where it's like, okay, we're going to push the limits on this and, and see where it can go. So it's motivating, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got obviously have something that you need to exploit. Yep. Yeah. That's really cool. So Piper, you said. So he, how did you find this guy and or girl? I don't. Yeah, Piper's guy. a guy. Okay. My sorry, guy. sorry, Piper. I mean, My you guy. know, it goes both ways. Um, <laughs> so how did you find him and and kind of uh, how big of a role has he played? So that's that. This will like answer a previous question about employment. A lot of our team were just customers of the shop. Um, and Matt is a business partner who is a customer of the shop. Like that's wild. Uh, Piper was just around and had no coffee experience to now, like literally um, roasting all of our. I'm thinking about um, Hangout Fest. Mm-hmm. We're roasting like 200 pounds for nice uh, foam. Yeah, we roast for foam in Gulf Shores. They okay. they've got yeah. the Hangout Fest gig. So it's like it's kind of cool to see how it then extends to people that are going to be here from like all over the world. Like they're drinking the coffee that Piper roasted who had no coffee experience. (laughs) Like, you know, he's made a career out of this and that's cool. uh, I think he kind of found us. I don't think we found Piper, (laughs) but we put him behind bar and I taught him what I knew. Yeah. And now he's, his title is director of roasting and coffee education. That's cool. So anybody that we bring on that's new, he shows them the ropes them up. teaching them everything That's awesome. um, sourcing new coffees what what flavor notes yep. you know we should be pulling uh out of them so yeah. is there is there a traveling process involved in that or like are you doing this remotely kind of what's 
I mean, is he is he in control of the sourcing of the beans and all of that? Or well, I think I mean, I, I work pretty close with him, and okay. that just stems from you know how it started. Yeah, you know, uh, maintaining that quality and yep. curating and making partnerships with different importers. Like we're we're a layer away from direct to farm because the importers that we work with are direct to farm. Awesome. Um, so it's, it's been really cool to even expand like our coffee education from that perspective. So yeah. it's, it's remote, but yeah. you can learn a lot. You oh, know, yeah, I'm sure you can, uh, just through relationships and asking questions like we've truly got, like there's a importer out of Tampa that it's a 50, 50 partnership. And, one of the guys is from Colombia. Nice. So he sources coffee from the farms that like he's very close with. Right, right. So we're talking to the guy that's there that's like, you know, giving us the rundown on what we're roasting. Awesome. Um, I, but I think as, yeah. Hopefully it grows into trips. Like I would. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. I, that's like, sounds I, awesome. I have a passion for travel, uh, especially global, global travel. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we're making trips to. Colombia, I would love to go to Africa and go to, you know, Ethiopia and Kenya. Those are some of my favorite coffees. Right. Um, I mean, I like coffee from all over, but yeah, um, would love to go and get closer to it. And I think that's just part of the growing process, yeah. right? It's right. part of learning about the coffees and scaling and, and being able to justify and afford trips yeah. like that. But right. uh, definitely in the goals. Yeah. So what are y'all most excited about as far as the future holds for, for Nova, Front Yard Taco, the whole kind of – the whole – Encompassing brand, man. We could talk for a long time. Uh, Tim and I, Tim and I, when we, whenever we get drinks, it's like it goes one of two ways: either we vent and have a therapy session, sure. or we, uh, or we get really excited about all the things that we would love to go do. Right. Uh, we have no shortage of ideas and um, a good thing. concepts we'd love to pull off. Um, I think right now, though, like we are fully entrenched in market yep. in, no, in Nova Market and making that concept. Um, more widely known. I think like yeah. if you were familiar with Nova before and you're following on social media, like right. you're familiar with it, you've come in, you've, you've kicked the tires and you've probably come back because the product is really good, I agree. Uh, both in the kitchen as well as in the market, as well as the coffee, like yeah. the whole experience is great in my opinion. Um, but we're working on making sure that more people know that. Yeah. Um, but we're leaning into wine a little bit. I wouldn't say nearly to the extent, obviously, is here. Will, <laughs> yeah. will uh, helped us yeah. kind of get started yeah. um, with an initial inventory. But that's one of those same things. Like, you're hearing us talk about roasting out loud. It's like, it's the same conversation, right? Like, yep. we're learning about it more every day, more every week. Um, I'm kind of getting into that right now with Elena. Yeah. Uh, she's another very important person on our team that I feel like we must mention um she's our director of staffing and culture so like she's cool. um but right now spends a lot of her time at market uh kind of getting it off the ground um so anyways we've gotten really into wine and kicked off a wine tasting every wednesday nice. it went last week was the first week uh, tonight's the second second week nice. um but just finding out like what is our team passionate about and leading into those things and letting them explore that? Yep. I think Elena discovered that she's really passionate about wine and super interested in it. So like run with it. Let's do it. Let's do wine tastings and see where it goes. Like I, you know, maybe Nova opens another wine shop. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could yeah. be anything, but I think right. as long as you have people on your team who are passionate about it, we're there to support them and invest in it with them. Yep. Um, I agree, man. So anyways, I think like it's hard to put a finger on like what we're most excited about. I think I'm No, I'd echo that. I'm, I think yeah. market like today we had a slamming lunch business that it's like, you know, when you're close to it, you and you feel confident about like the product, you know it's going to succeed, but you need that gratification <laughs> of like people reciprocating sure. and like Yeah. So seeing, you know, just a Wednesday lunch rush of people eating and you know, drinking the product that we are so familiar with is like, okay, yep. you know, this is cool. Um, and it's just a, we're, we're in the heart of what I would consider the, the heart of mobile. Somebody might argue me and say West mobile is <laughs> where it's at, but like, Oakley you know, maybe in, would be the argument. Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. thick of midtown where it's like dense neighborhoods and it's like booming. Yeah. what we see yeah. at that location is, is mobilians. 
you know, downtown, you get a lot of tourism, Mm -hmm. a lot of people seeking out coffee. Market is, at least right now, people that live and work and breathe Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, and that was the dream to be a a neighborhood market and cafe. So like, we're all in on that right now. And it's, it's, you know, it's growing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and the product is good. Again, like the food program is killer. Yep. Uh, so Making that's pizzas and pizza dough in house yeah. and trying to do it right. Right. Like yeah, our right. head chef there is a fine dining background. So that helps. Um, yeah, it helps a lot. So I would love to get to the point where we can do some, you know, I would love to do ticketed dinners. Like, yep. He lean into that, right? Yep. Like lean into our team's passions. Um, I agree, man. I think exploiting yeah. your team's passions is going to, I mean, creating that culture where people want to, you know, bring their ideas to the table and yeah. then you allow them to kind of run with them. Yeah. It's longevity right there for sure. So as far, that kind of runs me into this question. So entrepreneurship, what would be, you know, your, and I'll let you both answer kind of your um, advice to somebody who's trying to start a business in your industry? What would be your number one advice to that person? It's a tough one. It, it It's like a, there's a lot of layers to unpack because I think <laughs> like, you know, doing this, I guess even pre brick and mortar for going on five years, like uh, had you asked me this question a year ago, it might've been a different answer. Sure. But I think today it's just like really being in tune with like that gut intuition of like like no I want to take that leap like I want to jump into said concept like you know and there's so many out there to where you could say like there's nothing new under the sun but I think what makes it unique is just that conviction of of your own authenticity or unique uniqueness like I'm gonna we're gonna make coffee and coffee's not new but we're gonna do it our way and stay committed to that in a way that's like we're not going to let, you know, the the status quo, like, number one, discourage us or turn us into something that we're not. Yep. Um, so I think just being, being authentic, being yourself, and letting that uh, really speak through your product. And I think people will pick up on that. I agree. Um, your customers can sense if the product is authentic. Um, cause there's a lot of places that open and close. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, dishes that have already been made. Yeah. Uh, so really putting your touch on it, letting that communicate through the product. And I think people want to support that. I think sure. people really want to support somebody that is passionate about what they're doing. Yep. Um, which is like the big, you know, the big question, like, what am I passionate about? Like right. we've all been through those moments. So oh, yeah. I know that's not like. You can't just pick that off of a, a tree somewhere. But, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, if you're on the fence and you're like, no, I really want to take that leap, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Because um, while there's no plan B in our current business, like I could not see myself going back to a corporate structure whatsoever. I agree. So if it's not this, it may <laughs> not be a plan B, but it's Something. going to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to revolve around, you know, being myself, being ourselves, Claire would say the same thing because um, I think, you know, that passion translates. People people pick up on it and you feel that gratification. You can wake up every day and you're like, nope, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'd echo everything that Tim said, but yep. I would say um, you will not, you'll not regret it. You won't regret it. Yeah. Like, if you if you fail, you will have learned more in your failure than you would have staying and doing the same thing. Yep. Um, so for me, entrepreneurship and putting yourself out there and you know having conversations every day with customers, like gosh, I learned so much yeah. just about life. Yeah. Um, it's not about coffee or about food. Like that's what we do. Right. But I feel like I learn way more about people every day than I do the product. Yep. Um, and so that's really rewarding. Um, and makes me feel like I'm living life to the fullest, right? I agree. Um, at some point, you got to understand the numbers and understand whether you're failing or, or succeeding. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's the finance nerd in me saying, like, no, you got to right. do the QuickBooks. Right, um, right. But 
you know, you will, you will learn more about life doing this than you will anything else. And I think that has been something, and I've been doing this, I guess now for a year and a half. Yeah. It's like a, it's been longer because those conversations bled so much before yeah. we made it official, but officially a year and a half got, yeah, I would not trade it uh, for anything. Um, and so, yeah, to me, my advice would be do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if yeah. you're contemplating it, do it. <laughs> uh, you will learn a lot. Uh, you will be tired. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing it right, you'll be tired. <laughs> um, and be an owner-operator. Like, to me, I can always tell when I when I walk into businesses yeah. if it's owner-operated. Right. I can always tell. Right. Unless you're talking, like, big city, significant financial backing where, sure. you know, the owner doesn't need to be there or something where there's just endless funds. Right, right. Then right. they can kind of pay for a show, right? But right. I think any sort of local business, you can tell, Yep, you can tell right away. Are there, are there lights out? Are there like, (laughs) I would not let that fly. Right. Right. If I saw a bulb out, I'd get on a ladder and change it. So, um, be an owner operator and be invested in it with your time, with your emotions. And, you know, you might question sometimes I'm going to putting too much into this, but then you, you will inevitably realize you're not. Yeah. You answer your own question there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you'll question it. Like no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, we all go through that and then we arrive at the same answer. Right. But, uh, right. Yeah. Do it. I think hearing those stories is extremely motivating to people, especially if they're on the edge of like, should I take this leap? Should I get out of this comfortable job and, and go and do something you know, that I'm passionate about? It's definitely a, a risk, but the reward, like you said, man, it's, it's worth it in the end, either if you fail or if you succeed yeah. either way, it's, yeah. it's beneficial. We can get real philosophical. What are we all here to do? Right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. What is life? Um, <laughs> and to me, it's just trying to learn every day. Yeah. So I'm doing most of that. I agree. Doing this. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything y'all would do differently? There's, there's one thing. I don't think so. I mean, I think we kind of have a bit of a mantra too. That's like, it's always easier to add than to take away. Mm-hmm. And I think we've preserved that in a way. Um, cause like Matt said, like there's no shortage of idea. Um, and it, it I mean, it's a tightrope. Like I think it, that's a very relative answer, sure. but I think in terms of the Nova brand, I still feel like there's a lot left to be desired. So like, yeah, I wouldn't change anything right now. That's cool. I think it can, I think it can only be built upon from here. So I dig it. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done anything differently. There's things I wish I did better. Sure. Um, which I guess could be different. (laughs) Uh, Like I wish I was better, uh, always. Like I wish we had more time to meet with our team and like, yeah, yeah. I wish we had better, uh, cause the team's growing. Right. So it's hard to like, keep that structure where, and especially as owner operators, like right. we're behind bar, right? In the trenches I get a call yeah. from like Uber eats. Gosh, <laughs> shout out Uber eats. <laughs> You're relentless. Um, but you know, they're trying to like get us to be on their platform and I'm answering the call and I'm like, dude, I'm behind bar. Like I can't, I'm not in an office. Like I'm here. <laughs> and I think about not having a time, not having time for that person. I definitely don't have time for the team right now. And that, right. like, I wish we just had more time to do uh, yeah. those things. I wouldn't say that's changing anything. Yeah. Maybe it's like we're it's a growing pain. It's a growing sure. thing that we're exactly. I think we're working through and you got two locations. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a that's an animal. Yeah. And really it's three or four, right? Because right. you think if you think about roasting as a location, sure. You think about front yard as a location, yeah. which it should be, right? It's a different yeah. business, different animal, different problems. Right, right. Um, you're talking about four different businesses and then market in and of itself is wine, food, beer coffee, yep. grocery. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. And I think, so I, I wouldn't change anything cause I'm loving it. I mean, the yeah. breadth of what we get to cover is so cool yeah. and I feel very lucky. Um, it's new challenges. It's new challenges that I wish yeah. like, I don't know, wish we were better at them. Yeah. But you will be, that's yeah, we will It'll be, come. we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I wouldn't change anything, but I wish we were better. <laughs> but that's that's just me. I'm, that's a good drive. I though, always man. want. I'm, yeah. That's me. It's the entrepreneurial spirit, right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I dig it. All right, so we're gonna come to the end of the podcast here, and I got a little rapid fire questions. Okay, mm. so a little this or that. All right, I'll let you both. Are we gonna okay answer? You can both answer them. All right, we'll start with just you know typical pour over or espresso. 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 Yeah, I'm the same way. Money or free time? 
Free time. <laughs> Finance guy. Uh, money so that I can, and then I have free time. I mean, hey, like, I, I, I mean, I think it's both. Yeah, I mean, I, right, yeah, right, I'll right. take both. But it's kind of a trick question. Yeah, that's, that's a trick question. <laughs> All right, this one's got three parts. Cocktail, wine, or beer? All the above. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I really dabble in all of them. Uh, all of the uh, above. I would say less cocktail, more like said spirit, gotcha. beer and wine. Gotcha. Yeah. Your spirit guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess if I'm at, if I'm going back to my roots, it's beer. Yeah. You know, my dad grew up on a farm. It's like come home from work and yep. crack open a Budweiser. That's what you do. There's nothing better, man. Yeah. I love better. bourbon. <laughs> yeah, Tim's a bourbon guy. I do too. But we, we dabble in it all. Bourbon's good. All right, so toilet paper, over or under? Over. <laughs> Over. <laughs> All right, sandwich or taco? Duh. Taco. I'm going to say taco. Is a, is a taco a sandwich? No. <laughs> no. Although, if y'all haven't had the fried green tomato sandwich at Nova Market, it, it, gives it, market. A, it gives it a I got run. you. Yeah, there was competing so. things there. You have sandwiches and tacos. So I'll it, put you on the spot. I'm just going to give you all the above on all the, I mean. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There you go. That's it, man. Well, I, look, I appreciate y'all coming over here. Yeah, it's been a joy. I've, yeah. I've learned so much about y'all's business. I think y'all are doing incredible things in Mobile. Likewise. Um, and, and I love, you know, seeing everything that you're doing and, and enjoying it as a customer. So I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks so Thanks, much. Man. All right, man. Cheers. Thank you.